In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the owners grouping. on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles Live on Tokinet. I am Ron Cole, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. And with me, gosh darn it, believe it or not, I can't believe my eyes, I'm looking at her. It's the queen of pain herself, Maureen Wood, back hey. from sabbatical. Also very helpful in our uh, uh, 
our, what's our expedition or what the heck you call it, uh, with David Wells and Gavin When Collins. I went on to the Lighthouse Tours yeah, and was, that trip was, to the Portsmouth Light and yeah, so forth. And that's yeah. the honor room, uh, hollowhills.com. Great website, too. They have a free ghost hunting course on there, too. Really? Which I'm actually taking, so. You need it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that Maureen. Oh, <laughs> shut up. All right. For those of you listening and you wonder what this is all about, you know, we're sitting there, David Wells, you know, the, what is it, the uh, psychic, psychic from, from Most Haunted, you know, and Gavin. Right on top of that, aren't you? Yeah, well, whatever. It's been a month before this time. And I'm sitting there, and, and of course he was laughing, going, Maureen, you get the English accent or the Scottish accent. Oh, Maureen, she's so cheap. I'm like, what? And he says, oh, no, what was it, some kind of advertisement? Phones. Phone, phone service. A phone service. Yeah, Maureen phone service. Yeah, Maureen phone service. So, yeah, so really it's not me being cheap. Ooh, that Maureen, yeah. she's so... I yeah. love it. I okay. Love it. I love anyway. It. Number 877-864-4869. 877-864-4869. If you want to call in and welcome back, Maureen. But anyways, you know what was great, too? Uh, we just completed this two weeks, and actually it was over two weeks, with uh, David Wells and uh, Gavin Cromo. Right. And it was really, really neat because we had a lot of Ghost Chronicles fans that came down to see, well, me. Because you weren't there. <clears throat> yeah, right, whatever. Anyway. What are you talking about? When? Two weeks. You were there. I was there twice. a week. Twice? <laughs> I think it was. A lot more than that. Really? Yeah. Really? During the summer? Much, evidently. You were so focused on this. Focused. Guys, you okay. missed me. But anyways, I really want to thank all our fans. I found out. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I swear we're talking to the air, but ooh, that rhymes. Hey. So this is sweet. Well, anyways, yeah, I want uh, Lee. I mean, uh, Leslie. Leslie. You just said the name Lee came up on the screen. But hi, Lee. That's Lee. <laughs> no, it's not. Stop that. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, uh, Leslie. Yeah. Leslie came down. I want to thank uh, Nancy. Nancy mm-hmm. came all the way from Connecticut to the uh, the cruise to uh, see us, which was awesome. And I want to thank uh, Lorraine, and I want to thank, uh, man, I can't remember. There was like, I don't know. There was a lot of people, and they were really you know fun. What, the, the really interesting one was the one at the uh, Dining for the Dead. She had actually saw us at the Romance Writers. Yeah, thing. so Molly, who is actually online right now um, from the Romance Writers, she yep. might even know her. Do you remember her name? No. You don't? Okay. But she's been a, a listener since then. Wow. Yeah. We, didn't, we didn't scare the crap out of her. Not yet, huh? So she must be yeah, she's been a listener since then, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So we want Breaking up. Anyways, we want to say Lee to Canada. Hello. And uh, actually, uh, she is going... You take one of Elizabeth Foley's. Oh, that's course. right. Actually, Elizabeth's out in Canada now. Yeah, right? she so left Wednesday. So, yeah, so she'd be taking her course to become a great angel psychic or something. Right. Whatever. Oh, cool. Yeah. And speaking of Elizabeth Foley, I believe you have a new class uh, coming um, up. I do. I have a class coming up. Learn how to scream like Martin. Yeah. That's the motto of it. Learn how to run and hide. <laughs> now, actually, um, September 14th, I'll be teaching a class. I believe it'll be in Nashua, New Hampshire. Elizabeth, yep. and that's doing uh, mediumship, and then also on November 2nd, there'll be another class. 
Really? Yeah, but I think the only one that's going to be on uh, November 2nd are ones that have already taken her angel reading classes or, or are certified angel readers. So what's the one on the, the 19th of September? The 9th, it's the 14th. Whatever. It's, it's the mediumship class. But there's Wait, what is the mediumship class? That's it's what I teaching know. people how to work with energy, teaching people really? how to, yeah. So, oh, you're going to sign up. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I may be able to. <laughs> so... So anyways, we want to say hi to Leslie, who just logged into the, the chat room, and uh, it's good to see her. I she saw her at a couple of events, got my picture taken, and that picture will come up on the website sooner or later, but anyway. So anyways, there's a lot of jib-jab about nothing, and we, yeah. have, we actually have some questions we have to address. Yes, we do. Uh, one of them was on uh, iTunes that we, we received. Oh, yeah. Uh, we should pull it while we can. Now, it look, well, you know, you know, once you one day they were dinging me a little bit. Ding is a word, yeah. I, uh, guess. I guess another person out there, well, there's many that have done mediumship work, and she's basically stating for you know for the listeners that what is it? I I'm not protecting myself, or I'm every time that I go out on channel the energy. Right. Well, and, and you just you don't understand why you let the bad ones in. It's yeah. Like, well, it's all free will, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh. No. Okay. What was that? I don't know. Was that good? I think so. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, so you're still basically opening yourself up, right? Yeah. Now, as far as my concern, is, uh, really what I'm doing is those, those listeners have to really take it for what it is, okay? If they're listening and they're listening to the shows, they have to understand that that's not every single time that we go out on site and investigate. That happens to be the one that we're putting up on iTunes. So I would say, yeah, there's a good percentage of time that I'm channeling, but a lot of times I'm channeling because I choose to, not because I, I don't have a choice. Um, there are different kinds of mediums. Evidently, we're having some type of problem here, a technical problem. Uh-oh. Or an EBP or something. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, so you were channeling. Okay, fine. Sounds fine. Okay. So um, I was basically channeling and... That's my way of helping someone out because even if I feel, if you, you know, I often ask people, what do you do when you have a really bad day? What do you do, Ron? I beat the wife. No, other than that, Ron. Oh, 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 kick the dog? No, you don't have a dog. You have a cat. Uh -oh. But anyway, <laughs> if you're having a bad day and you tell someone about it, how do you feel? You better say better. because I know. feel better, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling better already. Um, Scotch helps, too. Yeah, so good. Scotch helps. So basically, um, I feel I think that if I'm letting somebody release some of their anger or angst after they've passed on and they want to be able to feel better and lighten up a little bit, maybe to move on if they so choose, then I'm helping them in my own way. So for that listener out there who basically, you know, thinks I'm poo-pooed me, then that's okay. I understand that. And, again, that's your right to feel that way. I have no problem with it. Yeah. So, but get your facts straight, that's all. Yeah. So, anywho, what else we get to talk about? On that same note, we actually had a complaint from one of the ghost hunts on Saturday. Oh, don't even get me going on that one. Because that one right there, on that same note, um, 
We will talk about it. And what I would like to mention is that if there is somebody who's doing medium work, you need to, one, step away from the ego, okay? I am going to say that, you what know, the heck are you talking well, about? let me finish. Let me explain that. I have no clue what you're talking about. I was going down another path. No, no, no. no. Wait a minute. Path. Wait a minute. It made me think about it because when everybody's doing medium work, first of all, any spirit that you get out there is not necessarily going to show themselves to every single person in the room, okay? I might end up being, you know, a spirit of a man or a woman a certain age might Dog find something. Well, no, they might find Will something abuse. in common with me where another spirit might find something in common with another medium. And I think what it is is that, you know, this individual basically, you know, was asking me if I was picking up on the same information that she did, and I said, no, I wasn't, and immediately things changed. It was almost as if she kind of, I feel like I insulted her. Um, I did try to explain to her that that's not intentional. It's just that I'm not always picking up what everybody else is. At, you know, everybody's their own person. Um, and then it kind of went down from there, <laughs> you know, where uh, I channeled a little bit, and uh, she, I don't think she understood what I was doing. You know. Is that the one you're talking about? Hell no. That wasn't even close to the path I was going down. Well, this is a person that Definitely. I was talking about. So anyway, go ahead. What were you going to tell No, that, you did that fine. I mean, that was pretty interesting. Well, um, nothing in a bad way. No, so what was the point of that gyrations that you made? What was the point is yeah, that you were asking you saying that there was something that was brought up on Saturday. Right, but what was the point of your thing? What were you addressing? I mean, My point was is that was she the, came up to me and basically told me that I would die if I kept doing what I was doing. Really? She did. You know what? We're all going to die. Well, we're all going to die. So she said, you're going to die young. You're going to die young if you keep doing what you're doing. Well, I thought, you're already old. Well, thanks. Well, first of all, and I said, basically, listen, you know, that's fine. I would never, ever take it upon myself to think that I am better than another person to walk up to them and tell them, listen, honey, if you keep doing that, you're going to die. Now, it wasn't out of concern. It was, it was kind of phrased a little Isn't differently. Is that bad karma or something? What, to do it that way? Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. Uh-huh. And I just, that's what got me all riled up because I thought, you know, you don't just, you just don't say that to somebody. But that's okay because. That's okay. I have no problem with it. You want to say it by all means and God bless you. That's all I say. I have no problem. Anyway. Uh, so anyways, that's not what I was going to talk about. I'm glad you brought that up. (laughs) Now if she's listening. (laughs) Hey there. uh, (laughs) Love ya. Love ya. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't we always, uh, you know. You get things to say, you say them, right? So is this, this a statement that's a controversial statement? So isn't, isn't it? No, I'm being wait, controversial. So isn't this like, like uh, somebody else channeling you? So mm-hmm. you got it off your chest, you feel better. Exactly. Thank See? you. You're welcome. You're here for support. Okay. So anyways, let's go back to the thing I was really talking about. All right. Sorry to interrupt You know that's been on my mind now. Okay. Now, you and I... Uh, we went to dinner with uh, the crew from Hollywood, New England. Yes. Okay. And we had a little incident with someone. Uh, yes, we did. Okay. I'm sorry, not funny. Go ahead. Well, it was sort of funny. Kind of. Really? Well, to a trained professional. It wasn't funny to her. <laughs> All right. So what, what happened there? That's what I'm trying to say. And you don't need to mention names or anything else. All what, right. Just, what happened? What, what happened? That's what I want to know. We went to dinner. They took this very lightly. They said uh, we had David Wells, Gavin Cromwell, and yourself. Right. Uh, they wanted to do a little uh, promo piece for an upcoming show. Right. So, so they went around. They were like, da-da-da. You did a little trans channel. And she's like, oh, baby, da 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 
Yeah. But, you know, anyways, so we went upstairs after that was all over and everything else. And then something happened to her. She's, so why don't you go into that? That's what I want to know. What is going on? Well, actually... Um, what, what happened? I think what happened is, number one, I really believe intention is one of the biggest um, attractions, right? Right. Because, one, she's a very big-hearted person and very open. Yeah. She's been researching the paranormal for years. She's been, she was saying that. So she's a little bit more open than someone else who really blocks things out. And she, I think what happened is she really asked. She wanted to experience. You know, she really wanted to experience something, and she did, right? Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two... This person had a, we were picking up that there was a, a motherly figure that was in the hallway on the third floor right. um, that had a loss of a child, mm-hmm. right? So a really grave loss that they had. And deep I, sorrow. Deep, deep sorrow. sorrow. Yeah. And I really think strong that. Strong emotion. Strong emotion. And I think that this person that had this issue, I won't give names, right. um, that night was basically because she has some own deep sorrow and pain that she hasn't dealt with. She had equal energy levels that were more of an attraction. So basically, this person, you know, the spirit was seeing right into her and kind of, you know, camaraderie, feeling like she was part of it. So what happened? What did she experience? This is what I'm trying to understand. Now, she was certainly wasn't, the spirit wasn't in her. Um, more attached? Yeah, more attached. Would you say? I'm, I, I would mean, say attached. I wouldn't say totally in, but I will say that we were trying to help her mm-hmm. after. Yeah. And I, I handed her the holy water to do the blessing, and she started letting out a scream. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that that gave me a hint that the spirit was really very close to her and maybe attached to her, not that's, necessarily that's in her. So yeah. it was like, okay, get off of her and come on to me okay. so that I can deal with it. Yeah. So, you know, and uh, brought the spirit aside, had a little chat, got it over with. A little chat. A little chat. A little hot to hot. A little hot to hot. Okay. Explain to him that's not really what you want to do. Okay. So what happened uh, also at the David Wells ghost hunt, is just happened to be someone else on that same show <laughs> uh, was doing glass domination. Yes. And uh, exactly the same thing happened to it. Although I don't think it was as strong as, as the one. No, and you know what I think happens? Yeah. I think if people really, if people open and want to learn, right? They yeah. want to feel something, that's great. But I think what happens is the onset of something different to their senses on their body, if they've mm-hmm. never experienced the energy coming close to you or being, like, right on you, and you start getting the tingling feelings or you start getting, like, numbness in your hands, your arms, and that's one of the signs that you can possibly feel, mm-hmm. aside from a heart attack. Um, Tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, some people will feel like their whole body is tingling, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, what is this? Well, immediately, I don't know, if part of the brain kicks off, and it's psychological, too. I mean, it's almost like a panic. Like, your body's rejecting it, going, wait a minute, something's really messed up here. And this one individual was, like, thinking he's possessed and, you know, the whole bit. And I don't know that it was necessarily that. It wasn't. And I really don't think it so. Wasn't. I think he wanted it so badly and that maybe he felt a little bit of energy and he just psychologically psyched himself out. It was more, yeah, I, I think it was more of an attachment, if anything. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I, think, it was, I think it was, if anything, a weak attachment. Yeah, not much, because I will say that I did feel something with the first one we were talking about. Yeah. I felt that energy. Okay. Um, but with the second one at Saturday night, I didn't feel anything. Well, the second thing, okay, this, this is what gets me to my point now. What? Okay, so Gavin was with him. Yes. All right, and so Gavin had his hands full. He didn't know what to do, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. So he called for a psychic. So they ran, they, the word came running, someone came running into the base camp because we had a communications problem, and he said, uh, we need a psychic. So, of course, I ran right to him anyways because yeah. it was problems. 
so he was there and everything else. And then uh, I talked to him a little bit, uh, and I did a little Reiki on him, and I put a little holy water, and I did a little prayer. Yeah. And we got him out of there. All right. Okay. Well, someone actually complained about that. Why? Because I wasn't a psychic. Oh, get a grip on reality. First of all, everybody Are you is. Everybody is. You know, that's what Let I'm talking see. about, the ego. I hope you knock out I my, know. what shit I got instead I know. of you, and I know. I'm not qualified to... Well, that. you know, people yeah, are people. They're going to yeah. say stupid things. They have illusions or delusions of certain, you know, a grandeur, right? Yeah. I don't think, um, truthfully, I, I don't know. Some people, they're, they're struggling for answers and they want to know, but I have to tell you, I mean, everybody has some sort of psychic abilities, right? Right. And, and if you are, you know, you know, Ron, I've worked with you many times, and yeah, you're right. You've helped me many times to help get rid of something that's on me because maybe I'm too it's, tired and I'm not. And I'm not only that, that, I mean, I'm also uh, level two Reiki right. certified. That's right. That's right. right. So, so I mean, I do problem? have some training. I don't. I no, would I never. I would never say no that you weren't, weren't able to. Okay. So don't get offended for that. So it's like okay, whatever. So anyways, that, anyway, we got that off our chest. This is a night. What was this? A psychological forum, Well, it's right? been like months since we've been together. We got a lot of bitching stuff to talk about. Yeah, uh, I know. We do. Yeah. So anyway, we get that shirt too, the Fifth Moon shirt. No, oh, it's good. It's. I mean, it, it, these are things that should be addressed, and and the way to address them is make it aware. I mean, you know what it is. I think that a lot of people, because I joke around, you know, you know me. Yeah. I have that little thing I do. Uh, anyways, it, it seems to be uh, people don't take me serious sometimes, which, you know, the best compliment I ever got was from uh, Chris Belzano when he says, Ron, you know, you, you know, you kid around all the time and everything else. And, uh, you know, I went ghost hunting with you and I realized that when you're down to business, you're, you're there, you know. So uh, that was cool. So that, that was one of the best compliments I ever got that, you know, you were so anyways. All right, so we got those two. Those two things like really bothered me. One was well, I can understand that. Okay. Um, I have to say, someone mentioned comment here, Leslie. Actually, I um, love Leslie. What Leslie? you put Maureen in the Duncan bedroom? You asked, "Who is Joanne?" Well, Joanne is my sister. I didn't want to interfere with the investigation, so I didn't speak up. Oh, Leslie. First rule of investigation: speak up. Always speak up. And <laughs> Always speak I would up. never ever say a name. Right? Unless there was a meaning to it. Now, do I know what it means now? No. But at the time, when something was coming out, I think there might have been some kind of exactly. message that was meant to be said. Couldn't it get any hotter in here, by the way? I know. I should open oh my the window. God. Sorry. I'm Leslie, next time, please. Speak up. Speak up. You know yes. that I always do. <laughs> and don't you dare answer anything wrong. Oh, that Maureen, she's so sick. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> So those are the two things that we really, really, really wanted to address. Okay. So anyways, we want to talk about your trip to California. Yeah. Okay, because you went to a couple of places out there. Um, I certainly did, like a uh, crazy person. You went to Winchester and Winchester House. I went to Alcatraz and I went to the Winchester House. All right, so we're almost coming up to the break. Why don't we talk about the Winchester House first? Okay, since it was very little. Very little. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk a little bit. I mean, it's a really cool place. Um, we actually asked David Wells about it when, when he was here, what his impressions were. Okay. And he, was, he wasn't impressed. He wasn't impressed. Yeah, I think we had that little discussion um, when I spoke to him very, you know, But it doesn't mean when you go there, there aren't any ghosts. No. Just, and 
when when he was there, it was rather quiet. Yeah, you know, it really was quiet. When I went to the Winchester house, um, I don't know. I mean, I was more impressed with all her intelligence and being able to design the house a certain way um, as far as the plumbing and so forth and an elevator and, you know, but as far as energy, I did pick up energy, but I think it was more residual because I was having a lot of pain in my chest and in my heart in one room and they said, oh, she died in this room, you know, of a heart attack. Now, this, was this, the, this is the Winchester house. This is the Winchester okay. house. So I didn't feel like she was standing there, but I felt like I was picking up on her emotions from the room. So um, it was more residual. Yeah, it wasn't more residual. Active. No, they didn't contact me, you know. Right. It was just residual. And it was really strange. By, by the way, I was very jealous that you went without me, by the way. Really? Yeah. Well, hey, I was by myself, so, uh, well, you know, don't be too jealous. Well, um, I could have I astral-projected myself. Yeah, you know? good luck with that one. Yeah. You know, the, well, you the flight back is a... Difficult one. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely put. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, oh, I mean, I've actually tried to contact you before through astral projection. We've done this a couple of times. Yep. One was that little sleep study thing you did. Mm-hmm. That was fun. That, that wasn't fun. That was uh, live from the uh, yeah. mansion. Yeah, trying to see what kind of cards it's picking up. Yeah, right? that was interesting. You did pick up something, not the cards. Yeah, I did pick up something. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Moving on. No. <laughs> what do you mean? Winchester House. Right. All right. So that was, the only, that was the only thing you picked up? No. I picked up more than that. Well, what did you pick up? Um, I, we went to one part of the house that had been closed down for like 30-some-odd years after they had an earthquake. Mm-hmm. And in that section of the house, it, if anybody's been there, um, it's still kind of left in a shambles. You actually have a question about the Winchester House. Yes. Did I go into the seance room? Yes, I did. I walked into the seance room, um, and I did feel energy in there, but it felt more residual. I really didn't get anything, uh, like, live. I shouldn't say live. That's a bad word. But um, I didn't really get anybody trying to contact me. Right. It felt more like somebody had, it was like a prayer room. Was it really? My phone's ringing. But it felt like more like a room of, you know, someone would really pray. And you can feel that heightened energy in a room. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. Um, but as far as the rest right. of the house, it, it, I started coughing in one room and choking. And, it, you know, we had the tour guide telling us after, you know, what, right. we, what we experienced. When I walked in, I started choking and gasping. And my chest felt heavy, like I was sucking all this dust in, right? And I thought, wow, this place is really dusty when it really was clean. And then they, they said, um, by the way, this is the room that she was in and held for about four or five hours when there was an earthquake. And she was trapped in the room, and it took all her servants like three or four or five hours to find her. All the kings' boxes and all the kings' men. Well, because of all the rooms, mm-hmm. right? They didn't know which room she was in. Okay. Um, so that was, it was interesting, but, you know, it was a little, uh, you know, it wasn't really painful, just more of an irritant. So all in all, your experience at the Winchester house, how would you describe it? Very light energy and more of a residual, nothing really actively haunting it. But a cool place to visit. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, it's a really cool place to look at. It's a um, really neat building and the way she designed everything. So now, I, know, I know that uh, the ghost hunters have been there and also uh, most haunted. Uh, I can't remember what happened with the ghost hunters. Uh, maybe uh, uh, Mike can tell us. Mike online, I think. Is he yeah, I don't know. Our friends, good friends... Uh, Mike, Mike and Molly. Molly. Yeah, I believe they're online. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know that they were going to go to the Winchester house. Yeah. I know they haven't been there, but um, as far as what happened with, you know, taps going there, taps I don't know. Going. Okay, okay. So anyways, we're coming up to the break, and uh, you're listening to the Ghost Chronicles Live on Tokenet. 
with Ron Kolk, and yes, that is Maureen Wood, believe it or not. And we'll be right back after these messages. You on the book side. Whatever happened to Peggy Sue? She was 17 when Buddy Holly wrote the song that changed her life, Buddy Holly's hit song, Peggy Sue. Tragedy struck on February 3, 1959, when Buddy Holly was killed in a plane crash. Peggy Sue's whole world crashed as well, and now Peggy Sue is telling her story. The whole controversial story, it's the real story, about her relationship with Buddy and the real story of her marriage to Buddy's best friend and a drummer in the band. A marriage that was filled with emotion and physical abuse. It's the autobiography of Peggy Sue Guerin called Whatever Happened to Peggy Sue. And now, Peggy Sue is reaching out to women who feel trapped in a marriage of physical abuse. The National Coalition Against Domestic Violence has named Peggy Sue as one of its main spokespersons and to host a new domestic violence radio show on Togunet.com. Whatever Happened to Peggy Sue is available on the web at PeggySueOnline.com and at national bookstores. Whatever Happened to Peggy Sue, published by Togi Entertainment. Hi, this is Elizabeth Foley of Divine Healing, and join me for the Phoenix Hour. Tips and tools for personal and spiritual transformation on TojiNet every Wednesday from 4 to 5, beginning January 9th. Listen live to the most outstanding names in metaphysics as well as some new emerging personalities in the spiritual community. Each Wednesday on TojiNet.com, there will be straight talk exploring various metaphysical theories, beliefs, healing modalities, and tools for personal and spiritual transformation. Join me as we explore not only angels, but everything else under the stars. Be the phoenix, forever changing and transforming, Every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. And see you then. There is an- We're back. We are back. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles Live on TojiNet. I am Ron Kolick, a.k.a. Van Helsink, and my co-host, yes, that is the lovely Maureen Wood. How you doing? Yep, the number here is 877-864-4869. That's 877-864-4869. Or join us. Live in the Toji Hack, Toji Anyways, uh, we have a uh, a new, um, what do you call it? A new, what is it? I think it's funny. We got a little message here. What? Hey, Ron, I got a real kick out of you holding the K2 meter on WBZ. I'm going to blow that picture oh, up crap. and send it out to the entire paranormal community as your crap. endorsement. Okay, now let me explain. Wait a minute. Did you not? Hold your meter. <laughs> no, I didn't. I can honestly say no, I didn't. You didn't hold your meter. No. No, no I did somebody not. Else's. <gasps> no, I didn't. You didn't because you would have had to walk back to the to the button. Was the I did have an EMS meter on me <laughs> at the time. That happened to be Laura's. I borrowed it. It was a K2 meter. I'm extremely sorry about that, but it happened. But it happened. I, yeah. Why are you sorry about it? I think it's funny. Yeah, whatever. Funny. I think it's funny. So anyways, uh, Tuesday... I don't care what you say. I think it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> Tuesdays on uh, uh, Tojinet, uh, we have a new host, co-host for Ghost Chronicles International, uh, which is Gavin Cromwell. That's right. We're building a Ghost Chronicles International, uh, old age meets new age, Van Helsink with Van Helsink and Kid Rock. Hi, Van. No, not Kid Rock. Kid like, Rock. Uh, Psychic Rock. Psychic Rock. I don't think I think somebody would have a uh, I need a problem with that. <laughs> Psychic Rock. So anyways, eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine. Tune in on Tuesd
But Ghost Chronicles International, Old Age Meets New Age, with Van Helsink in the Psychic Rock. Oh, for crying oh, out loud. So sweet. Anyway, okay, so let's go on to our next topic, which is Alcatraz. Actually, you had asked a question before we went off the break about cats. And it was response. Yes, you asked about if they got anything. I have the Anheuser disease, so I don't know what I said. Yeah. Um, basically, they, uh, our research team, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have Molly and Mike out there, and they said that Caps had done it, I guess, live on Halloween, and that there really wasn't much activity, but thought it was a very interesting house. Right. Yeah. So. So that was it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So now, can we get on to Alcatraz? We certainly can. All right. <clears throat> so, while you were up in California... I went to Alcatraz, you had and I, I called you. great idea. Went. You did. You did. Didn't I? And what was my advice? Don't go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go, Maureen. I have a bad feeling about that. That was probably it. <laughs> I went anyway. <laughs> like always. Yeah. I don't listen. Me. <laughs> <laughs> but what the hell? Every, every other woman does. Listen, I would have kicked myself if I, you know, I was what, you know... 20, half an hour away from going to Alcatraz. I was five minutes away from going to the Winchester house from where I was. Right. I couldn't not go. Right? I had to go. I was just jealous. I know. But I, I will tell you, that was probably not a wise thing for me to do to go to Alcatraz. Well, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I brought my camera. I was all ready. And I, I get on the boat. Did you take pictures? I, well, they didn't come out. No. Seriously. My camera... You know, I took some pictures. You can see from the outside, but any of the pictures I took inside mm-hmm. didn't come out. Yeah. And I'm totally serious. I, I didn't have anything with me to bless the camera, um, which is stupidity. Oh, there's a surprise, right? Ah, well, you know, whatever. You, you can't know, bring on so much water. You can't bring stuff on oh, the plane. Oh, come on. Holy water is this big. Well, I had a bigger container of holy water, but I couldn't take it with mm. me because I would have lost it. I was afraid the airport was going to steal it. Um, but anyway... Yes. Uh, I didn't have the holy water, and it was so weird because I would be in areas that were lighter, you know, like a, there was plenty of light, and mm-hmm. I go, I could feel this energy. It was just gross. It mm-hmm. felt like crawling on my skin, and I tried to take a picture, and my shutter wouldn't wouldn't work. The shutter would freeze. The camera would freeze. It was just wasn't fun. And people around me over there snapping pictures left and right, and mine wasn't working. Wow. It was irritating. So then, to me, I walked around. It goes around, comes around. Hey. Huh. I looked in some of the little, it was, I mean, horrendous. You look in this place, and it's the tiniest, tiniest little teeny cells. And granted, they may have been, you know, axe murderers or something, but, you know, I think like more crooks and thieves. And But it was just not very good living environment at all. Mm-hmm. Um, very tiny little places there. Um, the energy was really nasty, as I said. And to me, the worst place I found it, interestingly enough, was in the cafeteria. Really? Yeah, which I the thought... The food was that bad? Yeah. Well, I thought about it, and I wondered if it wasn't because that's where all they were sitting there, all the, you know, a good section of time, maybe arguing or plotting or maybe a lot of their, you know, fighting. Who knows? Because they were together as a group. Yeah. So it was more intense. And I, I, one woman was talking to me, and all of a sudden I could feel my throat closing, and I started talking like I wanted to get out, and my voice was going a little rough. And after her eyes got to be the size of saucers, I thought maybe it was probably a good thing for me to leave. So um, I really, I exited quickly while I was still able to leave. Yeah. And I sat outside and waited for everybody to finish before I quote left. So. So with this little tour set you back? <clears throat> what, the price of the tour? Yeah. It was about uh, 30 bucks. Oh, that's not bad, really. That's so, the boat? Yeah. 
That's pretty good, actually. Because it's free to tour Alcatraz. Oh, so you have to pay for You have to pay for the transportation unless Uh, you're swimming, you know? So anyways, I I have to admit this. While you were out there, that night you were out there, I could not sleep. Really? Right. You were worried about me? I had these weird dreams, right? Yeah. I dreamed that they thought you were whacked, all right? And they put you in the same asylum. And I had to fly out to California and get you out of your wackiness. Really? Yeah. Oh, see that? Yeah. Whatever. If it's... <laughs> I'm just telling you what I do. I can't it. help it, you know. I mean, I could just see you in a transit. I mean, you know, God forbid you never come out of one, then we're in trouble. Hey. I have to find another partner. You know how hard that is nowadays. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. You can probably find one pretty part. quickly. I know. I'm just looking at the, the, the message here. What's the message? Um... Maureen, Chris Fleming talks about how he can feel the arguments and tensions in a room where people might have had altercations. You get that too? Actually, yes, and I think a lot of people do. I think everybody does. I think everybody does. Everybody in does. fact, um, think of it David this way. David was talking about this. Yes, he did. In fact, when you're a kid and you walk into, especially I think, you get it more so. Oh yeah, with your family. With your family. Oh my God, yeah. And you walk into a room. Not and in my family. Your parents might have shut up, or your family members have kept quiet because you walk in a room, but yet you feel that tension in the air and you feel that around you. Um, and I really think that everybody has that, but maybe along the way you stop paying attention to it. Ha! So. Leslie, oh, and get over it. Alcatraz. Yes, Don't I did. even go over that. <laughs> <laughs> Ma loves Maureen. Okay, I don't think so. <laughs> um, in relation to Alcatraz, yes, I did. I felt that. The tensions, though, like I said, for me, there was there was right, areas. You can feel it. Though. I think everybody can. But yeah. as far as Alcatraz, yeah, definitely. If you went, it was a place where I didn't even realize that they had held the people there. But I guess the prisoners had uh, taken over Alcatraz at one point, And uh, they had a come in and, you know, basically break the place up. And what happened was there's a section that it's like a walkthrough where they would take the prisoners and walk through this corridor in between where all the cells were lined up. And I was walking through this one area, and it was the worst feeling, and I felt so much pain in my chest, but it felt like the worst hatred you ever had in your life. Like you just hated something. So it's so like you and I working together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we found out later when you listen to your headset, they give you this walk-around tour, and you listen to the headset that location was right where they held the um, the inmates actually took over and held the guards and killed like seven, I think. Seven of the guards. Wait a minute. I want to address this stuff that's going uh-huh. on the board. What's this crap that's going on the board here? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's get this for There you go. Thank you. Yeah, very good. Thank you very much. Because <laughs> although we like each other... <laughs> what? <laughs> if I could block back, I would block it. Have a block there, block. So let's get away from that and get okay. back to the pertinent, pertinent stuff. stuff. All right. Oh my God, how did that go down that path? I don't know. You know, it's not. I'm not telling my dreams anymore. But, like, <laughs> but I, I will tell no, you, that it's like, a mean, very interesting place to go to. Now, would you think it, because the building, the building's virtually all. Stone and cement. Right, right, right. Do you think that there are more emotions held by the the structure of the building than, like, for instance, in a wooden house? I think so, yeah. I think that, <clears throat> what did it say, Maureen, which area was that at Alcatraz? The area that I really felt it um, was, like I said, the cafeteria where they all ate. And then also, I can't really explain it, but there was one large area that you would walk through. So if you had it, lined up like uh, horizontally, you had all these 
different cell blocks, there was like these wide, wide areas of cement that would go through to let people walk through, and they could lock on either end. And that's where um, they, they held the, the uh, guards there to kill them. So, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, I, I think maybe the, the stone really just helped holding all the energy. But I think... <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a flirt. Uh, <laughs> God, I'm keep talking about stone. <laughs> but, yeah, there's a... Um, there's a lot of energy held in that. Who knows what that, that stone's made out of either. You could also have some quartz thrown in there yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. so forth. Yeah. Which holds the energy. But anyway. I, I think it's more than residual there, though. I really do. I did feel a lot of residual energy, but I also felt that when my throat was closing up, that there was somebody coming trying to channel through. So that's why I exited. My guess is that was the breezeway. Yes. That was yes, Mike. Thanks for the serious Sorry. Stuff. <laughs> the breezeway. Yeah. You know, tomato, tomato. We, you know, you call it what you want. We call it what we want. Why? Well, so, Mike, there's something about the breezeway. Did you know, do you know about it? Who are you talking listening? to? You're talking to a computer. I know he's listening. Oh, fine. <laughs> so he can answer. But anyway, <laughs> what, what time we got left? Okay. I uh, actually have a couple little things, but I'll put that on later in the show. I have this new new thing. It's really cool. What? But anyways, we we do have. Um, uh, announcement. Uh, we're actually going to have someone who's going to contribute to the show from uh, Most Haunted. Oh, yeah. So, uh... you say his name? No. Okay, because I was going to. I know you were. But <clears throat> well, you didn't tell me not to. That's why I said no. All right. <laughs> Get the nose point. So, uh, look in the future for uh, contributions by someone from who... Mo- someone who? Who who, 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 who? who used to work on Most Haunted. <laughs> Uh, anyway, oh, speaking of Leslie, uh, she, uh, she went to a couple of things. Did she get any, uh, I wonder if she got any, uh, stuff on, uh, trip with us, Leslie. Looks like it. She says, uh, she hasn't reviewed all of her recordings yet. She did have a great picture of a woman looking into a mirror in the Nichols room, and when you zoom in on the mirror, there's an angelic figure on her shoulder. I sent it to Ron. Well, there's your big problem, Leslie. <laughs> No, just but kidding. It's true. No, absolutely true. We let, have let, a lot of Let me address, absolutely address this. I mean, people send me pictures all the time. They, I mean, when I got back, there was 67 phone calls on my answer machine. What is that? Yes, did you put them on MySpace, Ron? I'm working on it. He's working on it. Yeah. <laughs> there are some pictures on MySpace uh, from, from the trip, uh, but there'll be more. Um, yes. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but anyways... Yeah, let me address the problem about sending pictures. Then. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to have uh, everybody send pictures to, um, what's her face? Laura. Laura. What's her face? Laura. I don't feel bad. The, the uh, Wonder I'm Twin. I'm a photographer. The Wonder Twin. The Wonder Twin? Yeah, her and I are the Wonder Twins. Oh, dig You didn't know that? No. Uh-huh. But anyway, so anyways. So anyways, <laughs> uh, she's actually going to take care of some of that and put, and put them to the right people so that. I mean, I just get totally buried in, in the emails and stuff. It's getting really, really tough there. So, anyways. All right. So, uh, now's a good time. Uh, 877-864-4869. So, anyways, when uh, Mr. David Wells came over here, he gave me something that was really, really cool. So, I want to share it with our listeners. This is actually a magazine from the U.K. It costs one, 1.7 pounds. And it's called... Take a break, fame and fortune. Okay? Fate and fortune. Is that what it is? Fate yeah. and fortune. Fate and fortune. Okay. So there's a really, a really great article in here that I really want to 
uh, bring up. So uh, the name of it is Smells Like Teen Spirit, haunted by a hoodie with B.O. Hello. So I want to know about this haunted hoodie. You know what a haunted hoodie? You know what a hoodie is, first of all. Yeah, somebody wearing a sweatshirt and a hood over their head. That's a hoodie. A sweatshirt with a hood is called a hoodie, a hoodie in the UK. So anyways, this guy has a hoodie. And this hoodie is haunted by the B.O. Oh, Derek Cora writes for this. Hmm. So anyway, this guy writes, there's lots of good articles. Look at this. Oh, would you just keep going? Oh, oh yeah. All right. <laughs> this guy, uh, ooh. I'm glad to have me back, are you, huh? Body on the beach. Look at that. Oh, wow. There's tons of stuff in here. Sally Morgan, you know her? No. I don't know. Crystal Clinic? Wow. Teenage Kicks. All right, keep talking. Oh, here it is. Smells like Teen Spirit. Here it is. Uh, you want to read this to me? Yeah, give it to me, will you? I'll right. do it for you. This is really the good. whole thing? I don't know. Read whatever it is. Smells uh, like Teen Smells like Teen Spirit. I was watching telly. That's oh, maybe you should have. No. Do I need to have that? It's English. It's not German. You want me to read this for you? When Ugg, uh, there is, was again that blast of awful body odor that seemed to appear inside our house when we were least expecting it. I'd only just had a shower, so had my husband, Martin, 50, a firefighter, and there was nobody else in the room. Glancing up from the telly, Martin looked across at me. Can you smell that, he asked. Yes, I groaned. Kevin's back. Kevin is what we've named the presence that moved into our home about three years ago. He's not at all scary, but he's a very smelly... He's very smelly and seems <laughs> to delight in pointlessly aggravating me and my family. We can't work out Sounds where familiar. he came from. Watch it. He's not as though... It's not as though our house is ancient. It was built in the 1930s, and there was only one set of occupants before us, an elderly, childless couple. At first, I thought our kid Samuel, now 22, Ruth 17, and George 12, might be causing the odor. So I bought them all new deodorants and nagged in the shower more often. But if teen personal hygiene was to blame, why did I only ever sense this odor when none of the children were around? Uh-huh. Then things started going missing around the house. Wallets, keys, glasses, you name it. I so he's a hood hoodie. He's a hood hoodie. He's a thief of a hoodie. Yeah, go ahead. I'd searched for, searched for ages, only to find the item following day right in the middle of the kitchen table where I definitely left them all along. Are you trying to wind me up? What is that? I asked the kids, but it wasn't the sort of thing they usually found amusing. Besides, their bits and pieces were also being mislaid. Bits and pieces mean stuff. Stop. Well, thank you for that. That's okay. You, you wise one. Yeah. Anyway, about a year after the weird goings-on began, we all woke one morning to find every hairbrush in the house had vanished. Oh, see, he doesn't like personal hygiene. Not Evidently. Only smell, but he doesn't want to brush his hair. Mm. Where, where are all our hairbrushes, asked Ruth. I'll miss my bus if I don't have one soon. In the end, we had to make do with dragging our fingers through our hair. None of us were all amused. The next day, I discovered 15 hairbrushes stuffed down the back of the sofa. I lined the kids up and gave them a grilling, but none of them admitted to the prank. Grilling. When questioning them. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. After that, even more random things vanished into thin air. I planned dinner and checked that I had the ingredients, then find out later that all the ingredients are missing. Ooh. I also kept a chocolate biscuit stash hidden up to my kind of lady. Yeah, sounds like upstairs. you. Hey. Every day I gave the kids one to take into college or something as a snack. Sometimes all the biscuits vanished. Then a few hours later, they'd be back again. Now, I realized it wasn't the children. If they knew of my stash, they'd never take the treats and then replace them again. I'm not kidding. 
It was maddening, but I didn't want to alarm him with the George, so it wasn't until about a year ago that I sat down and explained to them both the extent of the problem. As soon as I mentioned the other episodes, the children started blurting out their own. A couple of times when the, they were lying in bed, my cupboard door was opened and shut all by itself, and things keep falling off my bedroom shelves for no reason, Ruth added. About six weeks later, Ruth came running downstairs. I was playing with the cat on my bed when he froze and stared at something in the middle of the room, she said. He watched it walk across the room and out the door. <clears throat> it was as if he was watching a person. How long is there not Too long. <laughs> it was a chief shivering. Okay, let's get the whole gist here. Read the end. Uh, let's go to the end. You I, know, it's all like, I was alone in the living room watching TV when I suddenly glimpsed something moving out of the corner of my eye. George's balloon was floating downstairs about five feet off the ground. Well, yeah, it would be. That's all right, amazing. so get to the end of this. Slowly and steadily, it floated over and sailed past my ear, yeah, only yeah, missing yeah. her. Wow, must have almost taken her head off. I knew it was a Kevin, but didn't want to satisfy him by reacting. So even though my heart is pounding in my chest, I carried on watching TV if nothing happened. When I told my family at dinner, no one was even a little surprised. Um, I doubt that the last thing that we'll hear from Kevin, he obviously enjoys playing jokes at our expense. I hope that, like any other teenager, he'll grow out of his silly games or maybe he'll just leave us alone. I'm thinking maybe he should just have a, an actual bath instead. Oh. I said that. That's the end of it? See, I should have written the end. Yeah, maybe he should be having some kind of shower. Somebody actually got paid for this to write that. Mm-hmm. I think we should write for that. Oh, wait a minute. English there's more. Very good. We'll skip in that. Yeah, we are. Give your ghost some attention. Tell her off when she's naughty. All right, we'll that that what the hell kind of so thing anyway, bring it in? That was, that was then. <laughs> take a break. Satan Fortune Magazine from the UK. And we're so intrigued. Evidently, David Wells writes for as Derek Acora, so there you go. But so anyways, that's interesting. You always you always hear about, you know, I smell cigar smoke, right? Yes. And you always hear, well, I smell the perfume. Yes. You never hear, I smell the body odor. Well, you know, if you think about it, maybe that's the way that somebody really noticed him. And so that's how he's showing himself to people. Maybe he's stunk and he's told to take a shower all the time and he didn't want to. So now he's showing himself that he's smelled. That's his, that's his paranormal his privilege. Stick. Yeah, his shtick. 877 That's too weird for me. 877-864-4869. Ooh, you put so, so much power on that one. Um, so what's coming up next for us? What are we doing? Well, I don't, I'm, I'm still taken back by that smelly hoodie haunt in the house. I mean. I'm all done with him. I, you know what I do? I fix, his, I fix his rear end. Get one of those deodorizers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I tell him, you know, he's, I get you, get you stuff coming around. How do you cleanse the uh, smelly hoodie? You spray him with B.O. or something. You know, not B.O. Spray him with the spray. Yeah. The deodorizer. Whatever. If he wants to be the one to smell and you now get rid of it, he wouldn't be too happy. Ah, uh, you could burn sage. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's go a little bit back into, uh, uh, actually, just a question here. Marion and Alonis, before you go upstairs, did you smell like you were in a smoke room? Um, oh, see, that's a good segue. That's a good segue. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good. Who wrote that? Amanda. Who's Amanda? She came Saturday night. Is she cute? You said so. <laughs> Febreze, yeah, that's a good one. We should use that. Yeah, Febreze. Um, but you know, I don't know. I think I smell like that room possibly has smoke, but then I don't. I don't really judge that because they use that area, don't they? The fireplace. The fireplace. fireplace. So no. that's why I kind of, you know, put that one outside of my head and don't even pay attention to it. But I think it kind of everything went out the window that night anyway. So yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking about odors again, since this seems to be the odor. What are you talking section? about? Speaking of odors. 
Well, we what are you referring to? The window's open. You're downwind. Do I have to say more? Oh, you're so, in deep trouble. So, anyways, uh, I kill you. Oh, <laughs> I love redheads. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> speak, that speak it, I yeah. see you. <laughs> Maybe you should take another oh, week off. Oh, I know where you're from, the comedian. He's got the puppet guy. Take another week off. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, speaking of olders. Okay. All right. Like, what are you speaking of olders? We're talking about olders. First it was the B.O. hoodie, and then it was the smoke at the, the John Ward house. Yeah. Okay. Well, back in uh, March or April, whenever Gavin was here the last time, yeah. we went up to uh, Portsmouth, and we got a tour of the uh, Wentworth by the Sea, okay. which was pretty cool. And it's a beautiful place, by the way. So we went upstairs to one of the supposedly haunted floors, and we got off the elevator. As soon as we got off the elevator, I turned to the woman that was showing us around, and I said, was there a fire here? And she says, Funny you say that because the back building where the people that work there yeah. burned down. And then right after that, everybody in the elevator smelled smoke. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So you brought attention to it. So, I mean, was, explain that for me. Hmm. Explain that for you? Yeah. Why? That, why? That you smelt it and then, then you are mentioning it? Everybody else smells it? Yeah. Well, there could be two reasons or a couple, actually. One reason, if you look at it logically, mm-hmm. could be that, um, what do they call that? I can't really think of the Mass name. Hysteria? Mass hysteria. Okay. Thank you, because I couldn't think of it. But, yeah, like you mentioned, Surprise. someone else starts thinking about it, and now psychologically they're picking it up, too. Or it could be that the spirit is now being noticed, so now they're a little bit stronger because you're giving them your so, energy. So that actually could be, there's a third thing. Right. They actually might be showing me that to let me know that there was the fire, and they perhaps died in the yes, fire. Yes, Okay, so Correct. Uh, we actually had a very good discussion about that, you know, because uh, I was just talking with David Wells and uh, Gavin uh, on one of my mini taxi rides, uh, and one of the things they said, a spirit will show you something to let you know. For instance, um, you could be missing a leg. Right. I think we discussed that at Fort Constitution. Yeah. You could be missing a leg. He's not like that in 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 the afterlife, but he's showing you that. Oh my God, not Borough guy. No. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, he's showing you right. no leg to give you an impression, an impression image. to what had happened and who he was. It's kind of like I know this is you're gonna say, where did you come up with that? Like farfetch, but it's kind of like when people talk about pet communication, right? Oh, geez. No, no, let me talk to you. It's because it's an image, it's a picture. So sometimes I might show you a picture to communicate because it's easier. Like, you know, um, that's what I think Martin had gone to John Holland's and John, listened to John Holland's talk and do his presentations and his, um, his mediumship. And he said that John doesn't so much talk to them as he sees images like, you know, they might see some kind of impression or an image, and that's what they're showing him. They're showing him a symbol, and he looks at the symbol. So everybody works a little bit differently. And yeah, you can, you know, definitely. Yeah, but the, I mean, that's why a spirit will, sh- will show himself at a certain thing. Right. To, to show you, a, to give you a... Uh... Correct. Okay. Think of it this way. You and I had this agreement that if something happened to us... We, we had find agreement? We had agreement, an agreement. If something, who, one of us dies, you know, yeah. way before the other one... Just, oh, never mind, I'm not going to go. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Watch it. Anyway. Watch it. Um, 
that will show each other a specific sign, right? So that, can we save all the signs? Why not? No, because somebody else will pick it up. What does it matter? Because it's my sign. Oh, yeah, okay, whatever. Anyway, we got this sign. So that if something was to happen, I would know exactly in what, you know, that you were there trying to communicate, and likewise, you would know. And vice versa. Right, vice versa. That too. There you go. Not vice versa, vice yeah. versa. So that's, <laughs> that's something that we did uh, when we have, uh, well, you know, if, if one of us goes, that's so that we know it's the outlet. So like the who do we think, who do we <laughs> oh my god, that can't be it. We're running out of time. We're running out of time. Oh my god. Oh well. Anyways, uh thanks so much for uh listening to us and uh it was really good to talk about uh the hoodie BO and uh Yeah, uh, thanks for being patient with us. Alcatraz and, and it's fun to be back. Fun to be back. We will have real guests next time. Oh, what are you saying? I mean you. Thanks. I mean, yeah, I asked you. You said no. You're so infrequent. You're like a guest. <gasps> Ooh, you're going to pay for that one, buddy. Yeah, I when, think uh, Mr. Borgard's coming through. Oh, I feel him now. Yeah, he's going to feel something. It won't be Borgard. <laughs> but anyways, we, we want to thank, you know, the thing that really impressed me is that we're, some of the fans from Ghost Chronicles actually went to these events and, and identified themselves. That's right. And I think it's it's great, and we really appreciate you listening. We and really do. And it's fun. It's great to meet you guys. Yeah. Um, so. When I, I jumped on the, the uh, cruise ship, somebody yelled out, Van Helsing! Oh, dear God. Oh, you don't, don't think, encourage him. You don't think that tickled my uh, I'm sure it did, especially since we were on the bus and you kept saying, let's, let me do it. Let me do some kind of thing. What is my nickname? Oh, shut and up. nobody got it. Leslie. <laughs> so you, you know what listens to us all the time. Exactly. So you needed to have that verification. So hey, you hey, the, 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 the spirit was showing me. Huh? The spirit was showing me. Yes. Oh, wait a minute. Got a quick question. Um, I mean, during the seance, I had pictures of faces flashing in front of me while my eyes were closed. I asked David about it. He told me they were this still showing themselves to me. My question to you is that they had their eyes closed. Do they always have their eyes closed? Nope. They don't always have their eyes oh, closed. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Um, Definitely not. But that doesn't mean that, you know, they weren't keeping their eyes closed for you. you right. You never know. Right. Could have been so ugly that you weren't looking oh, I'm going to hit them. I'm going to hit them, Leslie. I, I was joking. I get it. Wait a minute. Ah. Little joke. <laughs> Little joke. Yeah, you're so not funny. Anyway. So I did. We'll do it again just for good fun. Ow! <laughs> Ow! That's Double bypass. Give me a break. <laughs> Double bypass. Hit your face. <laughs> I, almost, I almost died. <laughs> All right. Anyways, it was it was fun talking with you again. It was good to see you again. Uh, and, and that was my hand. I slapped by good, the way. Good, good to slap by you again. Yeah. Right. I didn't hit you. That was fun. Yeah. Some people listen to me. Just tell me. Anyway, so we want to thank everyone uh, for tuning in to uh, Ghost Chronicles and for everybody that listened for a while on my podcast. And uh, see you next week when we have more. Good night. God bless. From ghoulies to ghosties. Long-legged beasties, things that go bumpy.